Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Roundtable Sports Podcast. My name is Taylor McLean. Today, we're going to talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' 38-31 victory over the Los Angeles Chargers. I chose this game because I wanted to see how Tom Brady and Justin Herbert looked, and neither one of them disappointed me. Let's start with the winning side. Let's start with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The biggest question I had was, how did Tom Brady get to his five touchdowns and 369 yards? You know, he mixed a pick six in there, too, with kind of a ill-conceived out route. But regardless of that, and regardless of what people say about his arm, he absolutely still has the ability to push the ball down the field. Now, he's not quite as elusive in the pocket as he used to be. And he doesn't quite have the, let's say he threw 94 miles per hour at the peak of his fastball. Well, he's still throwing 92. While he might not hit every little throw like that interception, or while it might not look exactly like he did when he was younger, he still absolutely has the ability to push the ball in this offense. Really, the problems they were having were more based on people not being where they should, it seemed like, more people breaking off routes and dropping balls. So I think they've kind of gotten a little bit of that corrected. And while they've kind of been down in their options with Chris Godwin being out, that's a really bad blow for Brady. And then, of course, having O.J. Howard also drop out doesn't help anything. The first one's the bigger problem, though. They actually have a really good replacement for O.J. Howard. So while it's unfortunate for O.J. Howard and my heart goes out to him, Still, the the Buccaneers have a replacement in Cameron Brait, and they're going to use him. He's absolutely a quality pass catcher, and there'll be some times where he's going to fall into the end zone, absolutely. So while it's a tough break for O.J. Howard, I do like what I've seen from the other tight end, so I think they'll be fine. Gronk has been getting a lot more run and had a really good-looking catch today, too. So he's somebody to look out for in the streaming season that's coming up but he still hasn't been able to really put it together, but he looks fine out there. So, you know, with increased snaps, with increased targets, there could be something there. So he's, and he's probably likely on your waiver wire unless somebody was just hanging on for the name. And I doubt he's going to be a tight end destroyer like he was in his previous life in the NFL, but he could absolutely offer a couple of touchdowns up, you know, Brady certainly, you know, has the ability to move the ball down the field. Like I said, so, Gronk could absolutely have some more catches now. They have a short week this week versus Chicago, so I don't know how much of that game you're really going to want to get because Chicago has been really good on defense. They're not absolutely dominant, though, so we could see Tampa Bay do something. It's just they're not near as vulnerable as the Chargers have been recently since Melvin Ingram has been out. Obviously, this is what you want from a pocket passer. Really – Uh, the running backs had siphoned off a lot of the touchdowns until today. So I don't know if this is something that's really sustainable. I mean, five touchdowns clearly, but really Brady going off week to week is riskier than some of the running quarterbacks that are out there. So it does put him kind of towards the back end of the quarterback ones, but does it is somebody that I like. And it is somebody that's going to be able to move the ball. So while this isn't a powerhouse offense and while it's not going to be invulnerable to every defense, it certainly has potential to be something more than just uh, your average offense. And the big thing behind that is Mike Evans. 
Now, seven for 122 and a touchdown certainly is a, a really good performance, but he is capable of more. With Godwin out, the eight targets kind of feels a little low. He, Brady was moving it around to all the other different options, and really it was just kind of unfortunate that Mike didn't get a second touchdown, not to be greedy, but he really could have had things just broke his way a little bit easier. And really he hadn't had the possession work that he had this week up until this point. So Brady hadn't been able to use him in a more possession role, but Mike was breaking people off in the secondary with comebacks because they were having to respect him going deep and he was making it work and he was making the offense work, kind of helping everybody back off a little bit. And you know what? I think the line did a little better today too. There was, there seemed to be a little bit more holes and there seemed to be a little bit more protection for Brady. I mean, he didn't even take a sack. Like I said, it's easier to key in on Joey Bosa a little bit when you don't have the other person on the other side in Ingram. So they were able to make work of, the Chargers in a lot of ways, although the Chargers defense didn't just lay down here either. They were the victim of getting be, They were the victim of getting put back on the field by their offense right before the half. And that's really where the game turned to was they were up. The Chargers were up 24 to seven and were going, going to go into half with the ball and they tried to run it. And Kelly just fumbled. Uh, it was a great play by Indominican Sue. And they got the ball back, and Brady took advantage right there. That was the Mike Evans touchdown, which was another beautiful play by Mike and Brady. And they've shown a connection, too, by the way. So I definitely think Mike Evans is a buy from where he's been, especially if Godwin's going to remain out. Although I don't see Godwin necessarily hurting Mike, it would take some of the pressure off and probably sustain more drives to have him out there. So I think that would be a net positive. And the offense really hasn't been as dynamic without Chris Godwin out there. So they definitely need him back. He would be the biggest boon to Brady to have him out there. He works really well in the intermediate range where Brady is still elite. And I think that'll be a good thing to buy low on if you can. It's just you really got to look at that injury report. He's definitely not going to play Thursday, so you're not going to have him then either. So you want to be aware. Maybe it's before next week's game when he's probably a little bit more likely to play. But still, I think that's a target because I think Brady still has fastball. I think people are going to undermine that. They're going to say, oh, the five touchdowns, whatever. But still, I think he's going to be capable of supporting two options. And with some of the options going down and with the other ones being legit enough to draw some coverage themselves, I think that Big Mike, Brady, Godwin, Ronald Jones, they can all take advantage of that and move forward as people to own in fantasy leagues just because of where they were drafted. But, but not only that, just because Brady is capable of sustaining this offense. So maybe Gronk is a streamer, not looking at Cameron break quite yet unless something happens to Gronk. Like us, like us to Mike Evans, maybe we're trying to buy, buy low on Chris Godwin. And finally, I think I'm ready to talk about Scotty Miller a little bit, especially until Chris Godwin comes back. If Scotty Miller is able to maintain health, which he might have a groin thing going into this week. So you want to be aware of that on a short week and watch that. But if you're in a three-wide receiver league, I don't. I think you might have Scotty Miller as your third-wide receiver in some places. And I don't think that's the worst thing because he is operating in an Edelman-type role for them. Now, it's not his volume, and he's not as good as Edelman or Wes Welker or anything. But we know that Brady likes those kind of receivers, and he's willing to hit him down the field. And honestly, Scotty Miller has plenty of speed and burst down there. So... I'm ready to go ahead and hop on board. Now, that's with health, though, and that's without the health of Chris Godwin because I think Godwin would take up that mantle a bit more with 
him being in there because he absolutely is more dynamic when healthy than Scotty Miller. So maybe it's not a long-lasting situation, but I think for a bit he's going to be startable as long as he's healthy. And in a deeper league, you're not talking about starting him as your flex probably. It's probably going to need to be three wide receivers likely, but could be an asset for those who have injuries there or just had a short bench and have bye weeks. There was some worry when Leonard Fournette came in that he was going to take the job from Ronald Jones. And while it did look concerning for sure that they were giving Leonard Fournette the ball a bit and that he had a little bit of his old burst back, with him out, with LaShawn McCoy hurting himself, it really was the Ronald Jones show today. You know, he had the 20 carries for 111 yards. That's where he really shines between the tackles. He's fast, but he runs with power. And he runs through arm tackles. And the problem is, though, his hands are somewhat suspect. He can catch, but if it's outside of his wheelhouse, it might not get caught. He might. He had two drops at least. Maybe you want to call it three, depending on who you want to put one of the throws on. But still, it was tough. He turned the six targets into 19 yards. So they started to look a little bit more at Shady, and then when Shady hurt himself, they started to look more at Keyshawn Vaughn. And while Keyshawn Vaughn is not a threat to Ronald Jones's runs, it is a threat to his snaps. And being on the field, being out there for passing downs, getting screens, getting rushes, not having your right rushes siphoned off, that's the hugest thing for Ronald Jones because his talent is there, but his role also has to be there. So if they start mixing in other backs or they start taking him out at the goal line because they don't want to telegraph what they're going to do, then that's a problem for him. And he needs to get that fixed because if he can do that, he would really be a huge value right now because of where you got him. You probably got him kind of later than a lot of the running back values. And with him having the role to himself, that would be a huge boon. But I see that they're going to try and mix somebody in in the passing down role, whether it's Shady or whether it's Keyshawn Vaughn. So you kind of have to temper that because it does make Rojo a little bit more game dependent. So what I mean by that is if the game script goes away from him, if they're not able to run the ball because they're trying to pass it, they may take him out and put Keyshawn Vaughn in there because he gives them more in the passing game. And then if Shady's able to come back, if and if Leonard Fournette's able to come back from injury, then that could be the biggest thing as far as taking away from Ronald Jones. In the meantime, though, I certainly think he's, he's going to be a value, probably more of a flex, hopefully, for you. But – I can see if you came up short and running back a bit and you've had to slip him in there, I think you're going to be okay with that. Maybe kind of tough on the short week, but I don't see them really being able to work Keyshawn Vaughn in enough to really take down Ronald Jones enough to say, if you're having to start him, that you're not going to start him. But uh, I definitely would want to check my options on the short week, but uh, I like Ronald Jones. He has strength and speed. And if, if he just caught it a little bit better and just maybe ran routes a little bit better, he'd be the complete bag. But you know what? He is who he is, and they've got to use him, and they have to have his running ability because he is what makes their running game go. And they've got to have that. This can't be Brady throwing the ball 50 times every game. Now, he nearly got there today, and he's doing just fine, but they don't want to do that, and they shouldn't. So having Ronald Jones running strong behind a line that isn't dominant but just fine certainly 
is something they're going to have to have. So I think his role is secure. He just needs to not drop any more passes and get himself more of a dominant share of the snaps. Let's move over to the Los Angeles Chargers. You know, my interest in the Chargers was clearly Justin Herbert based. I also wanted to know what happened in the backfield after Austin Eckler left. And I think a lot of what happened today can be put on the shoulders of the offensive line. The thing is, they were without Balaga. He's been their most stable piece. They were without Turner. Their other offensive linemen struggled, and the Tampa Bay defensive line was able to penetrate and really change this game. The play by and Dominican Sue to cause the fumble right near the goal line right before half really changed the complexion of this game. I mean, the Chargers were up 24-7 to at the time, and it was a big deal to have that happen when it happened because the Chargers had actually made the decision not to push it and to run the ball and run the clock out. They certainly knelt it on the next opportunity they had, but still it is what it is. And it certainly doesn't mean that the Chargers offense is bereft of fantasy options. And that's really because of Justin Herbert. I mean, you could probably say that, okay, maybe there's a chance that Anthony Lynn goes back to Tyrod Taylor. It feels ludicrous, though, really. I mean, Justin Herbert, and and don't let the 290, three touchdowns, one INT really cloud your vision on Justin Herbert. He is really good. He has a tight spiral. He has a great deep ball. And he flashes when you're watching him on film. But he doesn't have every throw in his book right now. And, you know, without the time with his receivers, without having enough chemistry with everybody, he's not just going to be able to make every little option throw and every in and out work every time. There's going to be rookie mistakes. He's not going to make every read correctly. He's not going to have full control of the offense yet. All of those things. So that's going to lead for times when the offense is going to be a little out of whack. However, he has a great arm. I love, like I said, I love that deep ball. It's a tight spiral. It looks like a really catchable ball. And while he doesn't have a top five arm, he definitely has a top 15 arm, maybe even top 10. So, I mean, it's it's impressive the way he's pushing the ball down the field for a rookie. And I really think that the Chargers fans should be encouraged by that because he absolutely has the potential to do big things in this league. Now, I also said the same thing about Dwayne Haskins, and he got benched. So they could absolutely go that way. But – I saw the same thing in Dwayne Haskins and I stand by that because it's their offensive line and it's not giving him any protection and it's not having weapons there. And you know what? Chargers actually have a little bit better weapons, especially Keenan Allen. Now without Mike Williams out there, that's a big problem for them. And then not having Austin Eckler is also a big problem. I'm not sure about how long big Mike Williams is out. That'll be a big boon to Justin Herbert because he can go up and get it. But really Herbert has shown better chemistry with Keenan Allen so far. So I think that's who I would be looking at if I was looking at the wide receivers in this instance, but let's hold off on that for just a second. Let's finish up with Justin Herbert. If you have him as your backup in a two quarterback league, you're really excited because he's going to offer something in in those formats. I don't think that you're going to want him as your starter in a 10 team or 12 team league, but he, if he has the right matchup and you have the buys going, I wouldn't stand against him either because he has weapons. And 
really the team defense overall has declined, meaning that he's probably going to have to push the ball and they're probably going to have to try and score. And that typically leads to bigger fantasy production. So he's on the radar, but I just don't think I can trust him week to week yet. Uh, I think it's a bigger deal for his pass catching options to have him out there versus Tyrod because he doesn't offer much in the passing game or near as much as Herbert anyways. I mentioned Keenan Allen. Eight catches for 62 yards on 12 targets isn't necessarily anything to write home about, but the 12 targets is. And the fact that he has just been peppered with targets since Justin Herbert came into the lineup is a huge deal. So I definitely would want to try and buy low on Keenan Allen if I could, because I think he's going to have a bigger day than this on a bunch of different days. It just so happened that the deep balls didn't go his way today. It's just that two of the deep balls didn't go his way, and then one of the touchdowns went to a backup tight end of XSFL fame, Donald Parham. So it was just unlucky that he didn't score and didn't get more yardage at this point. You know, Jalen Guyton, Tyron Johnson, they were out there because Mike Williams wasn't out there. I don't see that being a thing. Although scoring a touchdown definitely puts them on the radar. It's really Keenan Allen that I'm focused on. And then I think that's it's going to be better for Big Mike than it was to start. I just think they're going to have to develop a little bit more chemistry. Keenan Allen's a little bit more for everybody. Whereas Big Mike, you have to really throw it up and trust him to go get it because that's what he's best at. And he will go up and get it. So I see bigger things for both of these guys and for Hunter Henry. Uh, He just needs to be targeted more. I don't know if it's the offense or Herbert, but he just hasn't quite had the same chemistry with Herbert as Keenan Allen has, but he's looked good and I think he will have better days. So if you have him as one of the, he's kind of still a lower end tight end just because Herbert's probably going to be a little bit more up and down and he's just not quite as elite as Keenan is, but I still think Herbert is capable of supporting him. So that's a big boost. And we just need to see more targets and more chemistry there. So we're buying low on Keenan Allen. This might also be an opportunity to buy low on Joshua Kelly. Sounds weird to say for anybody that had seven yards and a fumble, but it is what it is. And Austin Eckler is very hurt. Definitely four to six weeks probably on the latter side of that, which means there's going to be a lot of time for people in this backfield to develop roles without him. It's unfortunate because Austin Eckler was really what made this rushing attack go for a while. And they were just using him a little bit more sparingly because they knew he had to last. And with the offensive line being one of the worst in the league, it's not a great situation for Kelly. However, there are going to be rushes. They got to take the pressure off of Herbert. And there'll be better days than this. It's just Tampa Bay has a really good front seven with the people they have in there with Sue, with Levante David, with JPP, Shaq Barrett, Devin White. I mean, the whole thing is set up to stop the run and to be able to cover. So it's supposed to be a tough unit. And so far they played like it. And it just, I think, I believe that's the biggest reason for the running attack not really getting anywhere because they just didn't really have any holes to run through. They were getting penetration. They were having to dodge people in the backfield. So I think there'll be bigger days for Joshua Kelly, even though they're definitely going to bring in Justin Jackson and probably make it more of a committee without Eckler. But that's kind of what they were doing anyway. And I think that Justin Kelly is the more explosive out of the two players. So I think this is an opportunity to slip a buy low offer in on Josh Kelly, something really low. I mean, really try – I mean, he might have been dropped. But I don't think 
maybe dropped is a little strong with Eckler going out. Hopefully that happened for you. You can take advantage of it, but still I think that's something I would try and look at to see if I could bolster my bench with, you know, dropping him kind of a weaker wide receiver and then see if you can get a running back back in that way and just kind of bolster your bench for the, for the stretch run, because there's going to be buys, there's going to be injuries. And like I said, if I'm trying to handicap who I would want running the ball, I think I would take Joshua Kelly. That may not be what they do, but that's what the film says. It was a fun game. I love watching Brady. It's going to be tough to see him go whenever that is happened, maybe five or ten years from now. I'm excited about seeing the next five to ten from Justin Herbert. There's definitely going to be at least five because uh, he is good. He's got the arm, and he just needs to develop. And once the game slows down for him a little bit, I think Chargers fans should absolutely rejoice because you found your guy. And I don't. I think it would be stupid to take him out at this point. I mean, people are going to get more film on him, and they're going to try and take things away from him. But I don't know. He's got the type of arm where he can throw it over the defense and back you off. And really seems like he can make a lot of the throws, even throws that I was not expecting him to make. So I'm excited to see that. And I'm excited to see what both these teams do going forward. We'll We'll see Tampa Bay tomorrow, and we'll see what they can do with the Bears. Well, that's all I've got. Please like, listen, subscribe, take, check out the videos. I'm giving takes so you can kind of take a look. If you just want to see one player that I made a video about, you can kind of see what I thought about them and my take on the video. So do like that as well. But the biggest thing is listen and subscribe, download, and uh, have a great rest of your day.